an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome in. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Guys are out. I think Brady and LeVar are back tomorrow. It's Brian No, Jason Martin in with you. He's Brian. I'm Jason. With you for the next couple of hours here. We talked a lot of ball in hour one. We're going to talk a lot of ball in hour two. And guess what? Spoiler alert. A lot of ball <laughs> in hour three. So... Looking at the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll, didn't see those teams in action during week zero, but we will see them all before we are together one week from today. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame are your top five teams. And then there's a smattering of other teams in a different order after that. Some people like A&M, some people like Michigan, some people like Oklahoma, some people like Utah. Uh, Baylor, several different teams that are out there. I think the ones that most people feel the most confident in right now are Alabama and Ohio State with Georgia right there. Clemson's where I think it gets a little bit more iffy, Brian, but I guess we've reached the time where we can actually start talking about the college football playoff. We could start to make predictions and look down the pike at what we're going to see in college football in 2022. I'm geeked up for this. Nothing quite like the atmosphere and the tradition of college football. I've come to enjoy it arguably more on Saturdays than Sundays, but it's it's very, very close. I'll take the one you don't take, quite frankly. I don't want to bury either league. I like them both. But college football, is there anything that you would say that is a bold prediction? Before we mm. even say who's your top four, what what do you think what's your boldest prediction for the college football season right now? Uh, you know, I don't know how high this ranks on the bold meter, but um each year on average there are two teams in the top ten that end up unranked. 
at the end of the season. And I'm looking at the Michigan Wolverines to be unranked at the end of the season because, look, they had their breakout season last year. They snuck up on everybody. This was on the heels of a 2-4 and four season, and they had a great year. They got to the college football playoff, crashed and burned once they got there, but most teams that aren't the top dogs do that when they get to the final four but it's a great season for Michigan but you lose your pass rush you lose Aiden Hutchinson you lose David Ojabo you lose all of that you got this weird merry-go-round at quarterback real weird between McNamara and McCarthy McNamara starts the first game then McCarthy starts the second game and we'll figure it out from there and so being a marked team and losing the, one of the elements that made you special last year, which was an outstanding pass rush, I can see Michigan as the, the team with the bullseye on their chest going from top 10 to unranked when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Yeah, look, I don't think it's that bold because even though Michigan is a solid program, I still think Ohio State's the class of that conference. And you look at that, was Cade McNamara really the reason that they were in the college football playoff last no, year? No, no. Not, not at all. Um the quarterback carousel, it's really weird. And it's something that you can do when your first two games are those two games. Like when you're playing against those opponents and really your first month of the season enables you to do things otherwise maybe you wouldn't try. They're playing Colorado State, then they're playing Hawaii. So that's your McNamara gets one, McCarthy gets one. Then you get UConn and Maryland, and then Iowa. You go to Kinnick where Michigan gets beat on a regular basis. And then things get a little bit more difficult from there after Indiana. But I think what's interesting here is what it says. If I'm a quarterback anywhere, a position with a lot of pressure, I need to believe that they believe in me. I need to believe that you believe in me. I need that extra boost. And what this is saying is not I believe in both of you guys. It's I don't know which one of you I like. At this point, that's how it comes across. Now, we, we have Bernie Fratto on the program on Saturday night, our colleague here at Fox Sports Radio, who worked in Michigan for a long time, has a ton of connections in the Big Ten and a ton of connections to the University of Michigan program. And he said it's going to be McNamara. But they're doing this a little bit because McCarthy was highly touted. And in general, they want to try and hold him as long as possible so that he doesn't end up in the transfer portal, which is where maybe he's going to end up. See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was going to be McCarthy, and this was kind of the olive branch to McNamara, kind of the Kelly Bryant to Trevor Lawrence effect. Yeah. And Aaron Torres, my broadcast partner on Saturday night, said – what if what if this he just kind of threw it out as a hypothetical what if it's we're going to show you both these guys because McCarthy is clearly better and as soon as you see it you're going to know why we make this move it's not going to it's going to take the pressure off of me meaning Jim Harbaugh all the fans are going to see it everybody in the country is going to see it and it's going to be obvious I don't I don't know which side of that I am on Bernie's usually right when it comes to this stuff so now I'm expecting he said you won't see a starter named officially until the week of the Iowa game which is week five I just look at all this and I say dude be an adult right like if you're Jim Harbaugh be an adult you got to pick somebody like this I understand maybe you maybe you do feel like you have two quarterbacks. This isn't I have two, so I've got none situation. I don't know. All I know is I know who C.J. Stroud is. I know who Bryce Young is. I know who Will Levis is. I know who these top-flight quarterbacks are. I know who Caleb Williams is. 
I mean, look, eventually Texas made their move over the weekend. Uh, it's the same thing happened for Texas A&M with Haynes King getting it over Max Johnson and those guys. Eventually you got to make a choice here. This just feels gimmicky. It feels uncertain. It feels like you're. Just, this is not the way you want to start your season. Like you don't need to start figuring it out. Like you know who the guy is. Jim, you played the position. You know who the guy is. Stop with the feelings hurt stuff. The transfer portal is going to happen anyway. Just pick a guy and let's go. But because you're playing lesser opponents, you feel like you can take take advantage of this and keep it going longer. Not a huge fan of it. Yeah, and look, it's interesting where a couple of teams in the top ten, they've got these quarterback question marks where you just detailed it with Michigan. I'd also argue with Clemson. And it's great where you said the Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence thing where Kelly Bryant, a few years ago, he was the starter. And you made the the switch over there to Trevor Lawrence. That worked out pretty well for Dabo Sweeney. He might do the same thing this season where DJ Uwe Ungalale, he looked great against Notre Dame. He was unbelievable a couple of years ago. 439 passing yards. That's the most ever that Notre Dame has given up to an opposing quarterback. And then last season, DJ Uwe, as I call him for short, he was brutal. Nine touchdown passes, 10 picks. Clemson, Clemson's offense finished number 99 nationally. They were second to dead last in the ACC. So you might see the second iteration of this where DJ Uwe Ungalale, he is the starter to begin the season, and he's replaced by this young kid, Cade Klubnick, he might take over as a, a true freshman. So it's crazy where I mean, Clemson's fourth, and you've got this unsettled quarterback situation. So a couple of teams, Clemson and Michigan, in the top ten right now, and we're just kind of figuring it out, figuring it out as we go at QB. Yeah, no, that's right, and that's why I'm not so sure about Clemson either. I one of the storylines that I'm most interested to see is, well, is Clemson going to be back this year, or are we seeing just a little slight decline where DJ was supposed to be the guy last year, and now we're hearing about how good he looks in camp, but you have a five-star guy behind him, but how good is he, and where are you there? The ACC should be a better league this year. They should be a little bit deeper. You like some of the moves that you're seeing. Pitt looks like they could be dangerous. Keaton Slovis, I've seen that guy play really nice football in bad situations at times at USC. I want to see what he looks like becoming you know, Kenny Pickett's successor at Pitt. What's Wake Forest going to do? I went to two schools. I went to Western Kentucky and, and actually finished my degree, but I started last century at NC State. NC State's pretty <laughs> daggone good football team, well-coached with a great quarterback. North Carolina looks like they might be better this season. It's a better conference. Clemson's not going to have the easiest time of it here if they don't have their quarterback scenario figured out. So here's my bold take. We did the college football playoff uh, four on Saturday. We picked our we picked our teams, and that night I picked Baylor. Wow, okay. Four. I'm pulling back on that because I've thought about it over the last 24 hours. We still haven't gotten the season going for any of these teams. I think that might be a little bit too bold, but I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to take Utah. Rising, baby. Cam Rising's back. They've got two-thirds of that team back. They're incredibly well-coached. Big shock. Like, they're always incredibly well-coached. They're veteran. They already gave teams fits last year. I'm taking Utah to make that. That And that's bold enough for me because the Pac-12 hasn't gotten teams in yeah. too regularly uh, in the college football playoff, to say the least. So I still think that's bold. I don't, 
I don't know that Baylor's going to have quite enough. I still really like that team, and I really like Dave Aranda. But that's my kind of fly-in-the-ointment team. I do think George is there, even though the other thing that I am very interested to see, Stetson Bennett's probably going to be asked to do more this year than he did last year because they lost their whole defense. Doesn't mean they don't have guys backing them up. We know what their recruiting Mm -hmm. class looks like, but – are they going to be quite as good and gelled together as they were last year where they were so dominant? They've got new running backs. They've got Brock Bowers, who's a stud tight end, obviously. But Bennett, if he's called upon to do more, we already sort of had question marks, and then he had a great national championship game. Was that the blip, or is that what Stetson Bennett is going to give us this year? If Stetson Bennett's not up to the challenge, they can get got. And they're in a situation where if they're not undefeated when they go into the SEC championship game, they might be forced to beat Alabama to then make the college football playoff, and that is by no means going to be an easy task. Yeah, I think the two things that stand out about Georgia – Like you mentioned, the defense, they're reloading, but does this new group, I think they lost eight starters on that defense from last year, does this new group, do they just play within themselves? It's the old Patriots, do your job thing. Or are they trying to live up to this standard that was last year's defense? And I think if you're trying to live up to a standard, sometimes you press a little bit. Sometimes you try to do a little bit more than just simply doing your job. I'm curious if that happens at all with Georgia's defense. And the first game of the season is against Oregon. That's coming up this weekend. Right on a neutral field. So that's one of only two ranked opponents that Georgia has on its roster. So that could be a plus. That could be a minus because if you aren't undefeated with this exact slate of games, you're right. You might have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, assuming that is the matchup, to get into the playoff. So it's a it's a weird situation for Georgia where the the schedule, it's almost a little bit like Notre Dame in a way. I know they don't play a conference championship game, but the schedule, certain years, it can be a help to you where you run the table and it's not the strongest schedule, or if you lose one game, it comes back to bite you. It might be that situation for Georgia this season. A couple of questions we can address on the other side of this break, and then we'll jump into some of the NFL headlines and some of the things that we are tracking from over the weekend. There are new coaches and new faces in some big-time places. Two questions. One, who are we talking about more at the end of the season between LSU and Notre Dame? Not who's got the better record. Who are we talking about more and why? And then who are we talking about more, USC or Oklahoma, with year one of Brett Venables? That is coming up on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brian No and Jason Martin right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That is flat-out amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. More next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back here at Fox Sports Radio. Hope your Monday is starting out well. It's Brian No with me. I'm Jason Martin at The No Show at Jmart Radio is where you can find us on Twitter. If in for the guys. Pretty sure Brady and um, LeVar are back tomorrow. So, college football week zero, we saw some teams. We already talked about Nebraska. Brian, you're a Notre Dame guy, if I'm not mistaken. Is that not right? Oh, yeah. It's my hometown. Bleed Irish football, Jason Martin. That's correct, yes. 
Uh, all right, so I asked two questions before the break, and it's it's because there have been coaching moves in both directions in both of these places. Who are we talking about more at the end of the season? We'll do the Oklahoma-USC here in a minute, but Notre Dame or LSU, and I'm not suggesting which one is the better football team. Yeah. I'm suggesting which one – like, are we looking at LSU at the end of the season and saying, boy, you know, they're starting to – maybe they're a little ahead of schedule here. Uh, I know Vegas had them at six and a half wins, but – we're staring at an eight-win team right now that's, you know, Brian Kelly's he's got a good staff around him. Let's see what they do next year. And then Notre Dame, who, I hate to tell you this, is going to get throttled this coming weekend. <laughs> Outside of that, there's some other games on their schedule that could be taxing. It depends on what USC actually looks like by the time you get to the end of the season. But Riley may have – they're becoming more trendy to be really good. I'm not really buying into that just yet. But – what do you think about the question, Notre Dame or LSU? I think that's one of the most fascinating storylines is is that and some of these big high-profile moves with these coaches and these quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I still have hoop dreams that Notre Dame is going to pull in Oregon. Remember that when they upset Ohio mm. State? And they were about a two-touchdown underdog. So I, I can tell you're not envisioning that happening, and you might be right. Not really. But, yeah, the question is who's talked about more at the end of the season. I think there's a chance with LSU because, look, this is going to be a trying season for them. It's not like they're going to run the table. It's not like they're one of the favorites. They're going to lose anywhere between four and six games most likely. But the end of the schedule, when you've got ranked teams, when you've got Alabama on November 5th, LSU by that stage, they might have – three losses, maybe four losses at that time, and then they close at Texas A&M, just based on the magnitude of those games, maybe it's LSU because of that. You can play the same game with Notre Dame. They get Clemson later on. They get USC at the very end of the schedule. Who knows what the stakes are of those games, even if Notre Dame has dropped a couple. But I think that between the two, I think that it's going to be Notre Dame. It's a national program. And even if they aren't in the college football playoff picture, the same is going to be with LSU. And um, I think with the big games at the end of Notre Dame's schedule, I think they're going to have fewer losses than LSU. I think they will be talked about more than the Tigers. So they've got Clemson and SC. they got Clemson that does Notre Dame on November the 5th and then November the 26th at SC. Those are two obviously big games. If Notre Dame's undefeated going into USC, that means that they have beaten Clemson. And that's a still, I think, going to be an impressive win despite where the Tigers are. But you do hope, if you're a Notre Dame fan, that Clemson has a really strong start. You don't want them to not be in the mix because that win is going to need to carry a lot of weight. I think you lose to Ohio State probably convincingly, then Marshall, Cal, North Carolina. North Carolina is not terrible, but I'd still – and I'm really – Marcus Freeman, it's hard not to want to root for them, and I'm definitely not a Notre Dame fan, but I'm really wanting to see him do well. I like everything I've seen him say. I like mm-hmm. everything I'm seeing from the team and how they seem to be rallying around him. It's a, it's a culture that seems like it's fun to be around. BYU, you know, they could be pesky, but I, I don't – Love that for a Notre Dame loss. Stanford, their best days may be behind them. UNLV is UNLV. Um, Syracuse, their coach is Scott Frost 2.0. Like he's trying to save his job right now as well. Uh-huh. So Notre Dame could get into a scenario where they have one loss going into Clemson. If you beat Clemson, Navy it sometimes can be irritating. 
But Notre Dame could be a one-loss team yeah. going into the SC game. If you do that, is that going to be enough? I guess it depends on what everybody else does around you. But one thing we have seen in college football over the last few years is there's a whole lot of teams you buy into midseason that by the end of the year you're not talking about at all. And Notre Dame ends up standing longer than most of those teams do. To your point, we're not talking about LSU in terms of college football playoff. But I do think that – I think it's intriguing and I think it's fascinating, and I think we know Brian Kelly can coach. Mm-hmm. Whatever we think about him, like his personality and the fit and all that, that's been discussed ad nauseum. I've done plenty of it. We've mocked it. We've had fun with the accent. I think quietly, though, they've been sort of just – They've kind of stayed down, Brian. Like over the last few months, LSU's just kind of a program. Brian Kelly's just got to work. When he went to SEC Media Days, he joked about the accent, had some fun with it, was a little self deprecating. That was a good look for him. Uh, I just think it's hard to believe that they're going to be a six win team. Maybe they are, but I think he's also playing with house money in year one. Like I, I think that you're getting to the point with what Texas anticipates and expects. I think Sarkeesian needs to show something good this year uh, just to stay in good graces. But I look at Brian Kelly and just say, as pressure-packed as that situation is, I don't think anybody has dreams of the college football playoff in year one. This is all about doing the right things to put yourself in motion for next year. Yeah, he can flat-out coach. And look, I would rather, based on where LSU is this year, I would rather the schedule sets up the way it does than if it was flip-flopped, where you get a lot of these ranked opponents toward the end. You get Alabama toward the end. You get Texas A&M at the very end. I would rather it set up like that. Look, some of these teams, most of the time it's you know Cupcake City at the beginning, but you get some tough games. We've got a couple this weekend. We've got number 2 Ohio State against number 5 Notre Dame. right? We've got number 3 Georgia, number 11 Oregon. Some of these teams start off being thrown into the deep end. For LSU, it starts off lighter and then gets progressively more difficult. I think that's better for them based on where they are this year. It's a rebuilding year. He can flat-out coach, and I don't expect them to be a disaster. But, um, yeah, I I think that LSU is a growing program. And give it a little bit of time. Could be a powerhouse. If Brian Kelly is still there when Nick Saban eventually hangs him up, I wouldn't be surprised if he has big success over there. I mean, he just has to weather the storm and get LSU back in the mix while Nick Saban is still on the sideline. How how good do you think Notre Dame is? I think that they're they're good. I think they're not great. I think their offensive line is one of the best in the country. I don't love their quarterback, Buckner, who had three touchdowns, uh, throws, and three interceptions last year. It's like, uh, you got to give me more in the passing game, and they don't have great wide receivers. They've also had some injuries to their wide receivers. So that, that worries me. I think it's similar to what you saw in the Brian Kelly era. They're, they're strong in the, tr- in the trenches, which gives you a chance week in and week out, and then you'll see it in certain occasions where maybe you don't have the skill position players, maybe you don't have the cornerbacks in in this particular matchup, that sort of thing. So they're going to win a lot of games, but their flaws are going to show up in the bigger games. That's my sense of where Notre Dame is this season. There's always one flaw, right? With Notre Dame, it's okay, well, they're not fast enough. 
and you play against an SEC team and all of a sudden you see it, or they're not big enough. And they'll address one of them and they'll feel like they fixed that and then there's another one that pops up. Is it fatally flawed in your opinion? Or do you look at, and look, with the admission standards, it's always going to be harder. It's going to be easier for Brian Kelly to get better players in LSU than he did at Notre Dame. But in the NIL era, does that help Notre Dame's cause a bit? Because they got a lot of people with a lot of money that like to win football games up there. They're, they're, They're going to spend money if they have to to get some of these top flight athletes. Does that benefit them or do you feel yeah. like Notre Dame is still fatally flawed because of the admission situation? And just no, I think it's certainly, yeah, it certainly helps them where the NIL era, they've been right at the number one recruiting class, you know, heading into next year and they've been fluctuating a little bit, you know, it's kind of like college rankings <laughs> where even the recruiting classes, yeah. it changes from week to week seemingly, but they're right there. If not one, two, they're at the very top. And they've got skill position guys. They've had speed. I know that's been the knock on them for a while now, but they've had some guys that have flat-out speed. So, yeah, I think that can get better. Of course, the admission standards, that is uh, tough to to compensate for. But they've been in the college football playoff two years in the playoff era. They're in the BCS National Championship game against Bama in, in 2012. So they've had enough to at least get to that that portion Um, That stage of a season, it's just can the NIL era get them over the top with getting some of that much-needed speed? I hope so. Fingers crossed. We'll see how it plays out in the years to come. This is the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Brian, no Jason Martin in this morning. Uh, Brian, Rory went off. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That was scintillating to watch yesterday. Like, that is the Rory that – there are at times when that guy is dialed in where it's just you can't take your eyes off it. And yesterday was just a day where it looked 18 million notwithstanding and him being one of the most openly critical guys of the live tour and standing up for the PGA and everything else. Um, that's exactly who the PGA needed to win that tournament and to win it in that way because he is a needle-moving guy. Like it, He is the guy that if he could get on a legit roll and win some tournaments in a row – all of a sudden, people might start to pay attention again a little bit more to PGA Tour golf. But I know we won't talk about it that yeah. much, but Rory's super impressive yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I'll just say incredible. real fast, I can just picture Jay Monahan, the PGA commissioner, just applauding, saluting. Absolutely. All the suits of the PGA Tour just like, yes! It was a Tiger Woods fist pump moment because, like you said, he's been one of the most outspoken guys against Liv. And so to do that, and to cash in royally, too. You know, they yeah. want that publicized as well. $18 million, $18 million, $18 million, because it's been all about money with Liv. So, uh, yeah, it was a good day for the PGA Tour. Well, that's one of the things that Liv has done that I think is probably a net positive. And not probably, definitely a net positive is the PGA is having to step up and give more money out. Yeah. They're having to offer more guarantees to more guys. It's becoming more lucrative to play golf uh, across the board. Whether you like Liv or not and certainly there are concerns beyond what's actually happening on the course and there's some gimmickry attached to live and there's some things about it one of the net things that has come from it is the pga has had to step up totally in the way that it's treating their players and even if they haven't gotten there yet and there's a long way to go this is forcing them to up their game in a way that benefits their talent i don't think that's a negative at all yeah i won't take you too far off track here but i'll say this real fast where 
Yeah, when you've got $500,000 guaranteed on the PGA Tour now, if you just show up, like yeah. that's absolutely a, a direct after effect, uh, after effect of Live Golf. And the PGA Tour, they weren't going to do that out of the goodness of their hearts. They had to do it. And I would apply it to, if you look at college football, if you look at that Big Ten contract where it's, what, over $7 billion mm-hmm. over seven years, they're not going to give any of that money to the players unless they have to. If you get to the Big Ten championship game this next year and you know the, the two teams are like, we're not playing until we get a, a cut of this TV money, then all of a sudden things happen. What was it like the U.S. women's hockey team did something like that? We're like, we're not playing until we get compensated. And they're like, oh, what? we got this money in the seat cushions all of a sudden. Like, the point is they're not going to do anything out of the goodness of their hearts until they have to. The PGA had to. We'll see if there's anything like that in either major college football or college basketball. But until they are forced to, they're not going to. So because you mentioned college football, we can do the other half of the argument. We did LSU, Notre Dame. Now let's do Oklahoma and USC. Lincoln Riley goes to SC. Caleb Williams goes with him. Jordan Addison also goes. Uh, there was a question that was asked. I think it might have been Steve Hartman that asked this question of my uh, Saturday night partner, Aaron Torres. I, I had not even considered this question, but I think it's really interesting. If there is not the transfer portal, NIL notwithstanding, but if the transfer portal doesn't exist on top of NIL, does Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma for USC? Because Mm. he knew with the transfer portal and the new rules, Caleb can come with him. They can go grab a Jordan Addison or whatever. And all of a sudden, when you walk into a situation where it's, well, the cupboard is relatively empty here. Yeah. But it changes, though, because it's almost like you're moving into a, a an apartment where you can fully furnish it before you get there. <laughs> yeah, you don't right, have to go sure. recruit and wait for guys to develop. That's not the – that's not – that doesn't have to be the way anymore. If you can bring Caleb Williams, who you already know is a stud, and then you can lure other people out there without having to sell the program to every single parent in the country, it makes it – doesn't it shorten the transition yeah. time and make it a lot less painful? If you don't have the transfer portal, if you know if you go and you could get Caleb next year, but he would have to sit out for a season, the way the rules right. used to be and all of those kinds of things – do you think, especially going to the SEC and everything else, that Lincoln Riley still makes this move? I had not even considered that question, but my answer when it was asked of me Saturday night was, no, I don't think he goes. Yeah. Well, that's a great question, and it's, I think it's much more likely that he doesn't go because USC was 4-8. and eight. Like the, the cupboard is... If not bare, it's uh, pretty close. Man, we're, we're rummaging for some beef flavored ramen noodles over here. You know, it's it's not well stocked over there. But you're right; it absolutely eases the transition process when you can bring over Williams with you, can bring Addison with you, and yeah, all of a sudden now we're looking at with that transfer portal and not having to sit out a year. Could USC be this year's Michigan? Like that's a legitimate question now, and it wouldn't be a legitimate question if uh, Marcus Williams was not playing. So, yeah, that absolutely leads to more movement in college football. And if not for it, yeah, I think Lincoln Riley's probably still in Norman right now. So SC and Oklahoma, who are we talking about more by the end of the year? Because Oklahoma can make the college football playoff. I want to know, my biggest question mark is Venable's temperament. Because what you always heard about him at Clemson was, one of the reasons why 
you had to it had to be a perfect situation for him to step in as a head guy is because he can't stand to lose. Like, he is competitive to a degree that's almost dangerous. Like, there's always the stories of Doug Collins back when he was an NBA coach sweating through every suit and his own players being worried about his safety and his health because of how much he cared about winning. Brent Venables is an emotional guy. He's not a Kevin Stefanski type, right? He's not as even-keeled on the sidelines despite what's going on. That's a dude where if it goes south – that could become a bit of a powder keg situation. That's the only real issue because we know the guy can coach and we know Oklahoma's got a quarterback that can play and they've still got a lot of talent. They're a top 10 preseason team for a reason. Mm-hmm. But that to me is the one question mark is can Venables take it if they run into adversity early at all? Yeah, if it's between who's going to be talked about more, I think for Oklahoma to be talked about more, they're going to have to be in the mix to win the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 championship. They're going to have to be in the mix to be a college football playoff team. Short of that, I think it's USC. I think we're all about the bright, new, shiny situation. And that is USC with Lincoln Riley going over there and the talent that they have. I think that what Marcus Williams does in his first year is going to be interesting throughout the season. Uh, So I think that USC is a bigger story. I think the only thing that can really derail that is big success from Oklahoma. And they've had so much turnover roster-wise where I just don't know what this team is going to be. You know, So uh, I got to see them uh, maybe with one loss, maybe zero losses toward the end of the season for me to buy into them being a bigger story than the Trojans. Real simple. Our college football playoff predictions to finish hour two. That's next. It's Brian No and Jason Martin in for the guys here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back here at Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Brian knows with me, Jason Martin, we are in for the guys today got another hour coming up a lot of nfl we'll turn the page back to the pros to finish the program but college football beginning well it began over the weekend unfortunately that's a true statement if you're nebraska and if you're a fan of nebraska with everything that happened over in dublin with northwestern but the real the contenders everybody is in action thursday night or saturday or sunday or monday it's going to be a cornucopia of college football coming up this weekend so now we can actually start to make predictions and at least put together a final four i kind of did mine earlier but it's sort of chalkish with the first three even though i'm not as sold on georgia i'm still going to go with georgia but not as strongly as i feel about alabama and ohio state and then my fourth one is the one where i think that there's going to be a number of different answers depending on where you are in the country and just who you favor i'm going with utah i'm switching from what i said saturday night uh, on these fox sports radio airwaves when i said baylor i'm going to move to utah two-thirds of that team is back their quarterback is back cam rising i i I'd like them to be the fly in the ointment this year. It's not the easiest pick to make, but Utah representing that conference that hasn't seen anybody in there in a while, they'll have a couple of tough games, but I'm just going to go ahead and say I like them just about as much as anybody else. They're well coached, they're experienced, and I'll take them. Yeah, I hate going chalk, but this is college football, yeah. you know? So I feel like right. at least 50 to 75% of your Final Four is going to be chalk. So I see Bama being there. I'd be very surprised if they're not a, 
a playoff team. Ohio State's going to be tough. Uh, you know, they've got a couple of tough games, especially week one against the Irish there, uh, Jason Martin. But I think Ohio State probably gets there. Uh, Georgia has such a favorable path. I pause when it comes to two teams in the conference again for a second straight year. It just seems like there are so many variables that go into this that could go haywire where that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Um, but with yeah. with Clemson being... Iffy at quarterback, what's going to happen exactly there? Is Ui Ungle going to be the guy throughout the year? They hand the baton off to the kid. How does he play? There's a lot of unknowns with Clemson at the QB position. So I would just go, I hate to do it, but I would go chalk at the top three, Bama, Ohio State, Georgia. And then it's yep. finding the fourth. It's like, who's the fourth? I, I don't buy Oklahoma. But, like, process of elimination, they've got a favorable schedule. And it's like, could they be the team? Yeah. I I just look at that fourth spot, and I could make an argument for a lot of different teams, and I don't like any of them. (laughs) Like, someone's going to get in there. The process of elimination, and one of those teams might have a special season. But I'm not buying into anyone. It's hard for me to hit the campaign trails and be like, it's going to be A&M. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't believe it when it comes to these Notre Dame, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, Baylor. list goes on and on. I, I, I'm sorry to cop out on you, but there isn't anybody that I love out of that mix. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I think the same thing. That, the reason I'm going with Utah is because I know who their quarterback is. I know who their head coach is. Yeah. And there's established talent there on those sides. Oklahoma, you got year one in preventables. That may... I don't know exactly how well that's going to go. I think it's going to go well, but I want to see it. Uh, Notre Dame, you got a first-year head coach. You already said probably not quite as strong a team as they've been in the past. They don't have a dynamic player at quarterback. That's always going to be a question mark. Clemson, I'm concerned because of the quarterback thing. Michigan, I'm concerned because yeah. of the quarterback thing. Texas A&M, I'm concerned because of the quarterback thing. <laughs> That's why I'm going with Utah. When we come back, I'll tell you who's not concerned at quarterback, at least not at QB1, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They know who their guy is. He was on the field in the preseason. Uh, so we'll talk about Tom Brady coming up. But we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem those rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. A little more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live oh 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 o'reilly you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.